the main complaint that the women are no more sexually active as before and some of them they think when they take pills for family planning the pills will accumulate in their stomach as a result they will have tumors Across sub-Saharan Africa, demand for contraceptives is rising. But many women still struggle to access modern methods of birth control. Welcome back to Africa Science Focus, a side of net production. I'm Sally Amutabe. This week, Reporter Charles Pensilo looks at the social and cultural norms that govern contraceptive use in Eastern and Southern Africa and the myths about how birth control affects men's virility. Charles begins his report in the region of Malawi where he grew up. I am now in Mulante, a district in the southern part of the country. This area is well known for the tea plantations, but it's also the home to the Mulante mountain. But growing up here in the 90s and early 2000s, I used to spend time with older men when playing Bao, a traditional Mancala board game played in most parts of East Africa. And there, men used to share stories, mostly negative, on contraceptives. So today I've traveled from Blantyre and this time to speak to a family on their perceptions towards family planning and modern contraceptives. Take a listen. Tell me more about your family. My name is Donald Short. My home is Mulange. And I've been in this marriage since 1996. This has been my only wife. I've never been in a relationship with another woman. I and my wife agree that these children are enough, and the contraception has helped me to stick to that. My parents are 10 children, 6 females and 4 males, so I don't want to follow the same pattern. I can't say that contraceptives are perfect. At first, she was taking pills after the birth of her first child. We wanted her to be the last. But it turned out that she got pregnant while on pills. We changed to injection, but there are also challenges because she's facing recurring periods. Honestly, I get disappointed because it takes away the romance in the family. But there are also things I just hear from people. And I've verified myself. Contraceptives are very good because we are able to live a healthy life. My parents had eight children, including myself, and also didn't want to have as many children. When I go to the hospital, I tell them about the illness I feel after taking the contraception, including body pains and headache. This mostly happens before my period, but they say it's normal. I'm always anxious and afraid that my husband might think of abandoning me for other ladies. That was Stoned and Grace talking about their experiences of contraception. While recent studies show that the influence of male partners on women's use of contraceptives varies across Africa, it is also widely assumed that men are a key barrier. 
As Dr. F. Chipeta from the Malawi College of Medicine explains, demand for contraception is increasing rapidly. But myths about how contraceptives affect men remain. Our key authority is the Malawi Demographic and Health Survey, which shows that uh, about 59% of uh, women within the reproductive age group, 15 to 49, uh, are using contraception. But among the sexually active and married women, it's only 44%. Demand is high. Uh, among the general population of women, 15 to 49, it's about uh, 78%. But there is unmet need for contraception, which is at 19%. There are so many reasons why there is the unmet need. The majority of the Malawi population is rural, about 85%. So women have to walk long distances to, to find a facility uh, where they can get contraception. But there are also issues in terms of um, availability of contraceptive supplies. There are also some other social and cultural values that our societies hold. So, for example, the Malawi... Uh, societies, most of the Malawi societies, they value uh, large numbers of children. Uh, children as a source of labor in the, in, in the gardens when they are farming. So children are looked at as of great value. And the more you have, the better you, 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 you are in terms of your security. I wanted us to talk about the myths associated with family planning methods. Have you done any research to determine their basis? And how do you address these myths and uh, misunderstandings? I think what is on the ground as of now is that um, uh, most societies, they have fears and anxieties around contraceptive use. For example, there are these fears that uh, contraceptive uh, pills would accumulate in the womb and would make the woman not to bear children in future. There are also fears around um that uh, contraceptive methods also interfere with the, their sexuality. So that where a woman has uh, had a, 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 a contraceptive method, the man would not be able to, to perform in, in bed. But all these are basically grounded in uh, perceptions. Yeah. So we have had a number of research uh, investigating uh, the, the myths and misconceptions just to understand uh, what is on the ground so that we also provide the evidence to the Minister of Health they can design uh, education and information programs to address these issues. Charles discovered that these are not the only myths about modern contraceptives in sub-Saharan Africa. Many misconceptions are unique to specific communities. Our vision is uh, to have a Malawi society with uh, access to quality and comprehensive sexual and reproductive health information and services. So we'd want to go out there and provide high quality integrated services. Tazirwa Chipeta tells us about the services that the Family Planning Association of Malawi has to offer. Malawi's population is youthful and if we invest a lot in this group of a population we, we are guaranteed of a better generation in the future. There's a lot in it. There's family planning itself, and then uh, STI services, HIV services, comprehensive sexuality education, uh, behavior change uh, models, and then 
we work using different models. We have the outreach model, engagement meetings that we hold with the people in the community. Firstly, targeting directly those that have been barriers, those that generate um, information in a wrong way. So we work with the youth groups so that they can talk about whatever they hear, the sources uh, of information, and if there is a barrier in terms of parents, we also take it up to go to the next level to engage parents. So in, as regards to the general population, we usually work using community engagement meetings where everyone else is invited. Over in Uganda, it is a different story. Moses Odongo from the non-profit Family Medical Point explains why modern contraception use is so low. Uh, modern contraceptive prevalence rate is really very low. At currently it stands at about uh, 35%. The unfulfilled need is at about is about 60%. And then uh, there is a very high maternal mortality rate. Communities at the Lake Shores are very interesting because they have a very high rate of, uh, of a very high number of women who live within these Lake Shores doing petty businesses, yet there are no medical facilities available around these places. Most of these communities, the landing sites and slums, are composed of populations that are still that lack access to information. Most of the times when this information is on radio or on TV, they are in the lake looking for the fish. So by the time they are out, they are engaged in their drinking groups or in uh, brothels or they are in uh, they are busy selling their fish. There is no time for them to access the information disseminated in a manner that reaches the general public. So there are lots of meat, lots and lots of meat. Right. Maybe you can also tell us about the successes that your project has registered. So our program, our project with Population Matters targets to campaign, raising awareness in the community and campaigning against gender-based violence associated with family planning. We had an outreach in the Lake Shores, one of the landing sites called Kaseni, where we had done a family planning outreach. So she's one of those young ladies. Uh, she's about 22 years old. She came forward to uh, uptake family planning. Uh, when she returned home, her, she informed her partner. So she showed him where the implant had been put uh, and explained to him the advantages, the disadvantages, and, and particularly the advantages of uptaking the method how as a local woman selling fish, she could be able to be free of, um, of, uh, of childbearing duties and allow her grow the business and bring more income to their family. Her husband thoroughly beat her up, uh, put her, she was in coma and she was spent uh, about close to two weeks in hospital. We used our volunteers to reach out to her husband, found interesting ways to engage him, inform him, share with him information, dispel the myth that had driven him to such a drastic action. And as we talk today, Joelia and her husband visited Family Medical Point for, uh, to, 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 to actually provide them with more information. And we are so happy that the man has now turned from being 
violent, gender-based violator of women's rights, uh, to now a person very supportive of family planning. Moses Odongo, ending our report on contraceptive misconceptions and family planning access in Malawi and Uganda. Before we go, let's hear from one of our listeners who has a question for virologist Professor David Olaleye. Hi, Africa Science Focus. My name is Oyekunle Winifred from Nigeria. The coronavirus supposedly originated from China and it had similar, similar symptoms to the Spanish flu of 1918. And according to my research, from 1940 upwards, vaccines were produced to set, to, know, to fight, control, and prevent future pandemics. How come this was not done when the coronavirus started spreading? Very good question. Thank you very much. Yes, vaccines that was effective against the Spanish flu, known as the influenza virus, was developed, but um, the vaccine was only good for the flu. The vaccine is not effective against the coronavirus. So the speed that scientists and companies have come up with vaccines against the virus one year is definitely very short for the amount of knowledge that has been generated about the virus and more developments are unfolding daily. Many thanks to Winfred and Professor Olaleye. Would you like to ask Africa Science experts a question? Reach out today. Send a text or voice message via WhatsApp to plus 254-799-042513 and we'll find an answer to your question. You can subscribe to our program, download episodes and leave a review at www.sidef.net or on your favorite podcast app. Today's program was produced by Harrison Lois. The editors were Fiona Broom and Jackie Opara-Fatoye with reporting from Charles Pensilo. I'm Sally Amutabi. See you next Wednesday. This program was funded by the European Journalism Center through the European Development Journalism Grant Program with support from the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. 